You've discovered TalkZone.com, the best in Internet talk radio. Now, InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. If you're over the age of 18 or 21, you're probably someone who has bought insurance, life insurance or health insurance, but what you don't know about insurance might hurt you. And joining us on InfoTrack is attorney Ray Borges. Ray, welcome to the show. It's nice to be here. Thank you. Now, you've written a book called Insult to Injury, Insurance, Fraud, and the Big Business of Bad Faith. Strong words. Could you tell us the story behind you writing this book? For 30 years uh, or so, I've been in the business of suing insurance companies when they deny large claims, usually claims that are worth six figures or more. And as a result of that, I've learned quite a bit about the insurance industry and how it operates. And I thought I knew everything until uh, Unum Provident came along a couple of years ago. And what we suddenly found is that we were getting a lot of complaints from people with very serious disabling conditions, from Crohn's disease to severe spinal injuries, uh, disc injuries, organic brain damage, uh, very similar types of conditions. And they were having their claims terminated suddenly by Unum Provident or one of its subsidiaries. You found that there was just not satisfactory claim settlement, and in fact, it was really egregious in terms of what they were doing. It was egregious. They were taking people like Joan Hangarter, and they were driving her into bankruptcy. She was evicted from her home. She was a single mom with uh, two young kids. She wound up severely clinically depressed and on antidepressant drugs and as a suicide risk. So they were really putting people through a lot. Obviously, people get insurance policies for themselves or their family, and they count on that being there when they have a problem, a health problem, an injury of some type. But insurance companies, I think we all have to remember, are businesses, and they're in a business to make a profit. But yet they have a duty, certainly, to follow through and fulfill their obligations. What you found with this one company, do you think this is a pattern throughout the industry? Absolutely. What is going on with this industry is through their lobbying efforts over the years, they have managed to prohibit the federal government from any regulation of the insurance industry of any kind whatsoever. The same government that is involved with regulating dirty words on the radio or the size of mud flaps or securities or banking or anything else have not got a single law that makes it illegal for an insurance company to out and out defraud somebody, even criminal fraud. The second thing that they did is they went to work on the state legislatures in all of the states to try to minimize the remedies available to people who have lost their life savings or been driven into bankruptcy like Joan, so that whatever they can recover by going after the insurance company is very limited. They can't recover all of their losses. They can't even recover the majority of what they lose as a result of fraudulent conduct by insurance companies. And then last, the most important thing, is we have this thing called ERISA preemption, which sounds very complicated and it's really very simple. Congress passed a law called the Employment Retirement Income Security Act, and it was intended to do what it sounds like, and that is to protect employee retirement benefits. Well, the U.S. Supreme Court got its hands on that, and they decided, well, ERISA regulates all employment relations in America and everything arising out of those employment relations, including insurance. So we will say that all state insurance regulations are preempted by ERISA. Preempted meaning 
thrown in the garbage can. So if you are from California, for example, which happens to be one of the states that has very good insurance protections for consumers and a very good insurance commissioner, and you are ERISA preempted because you bought your insurance at work, then unless you work for the government or for a religious organization, two exceptions, you have no rights. You lose all your rights under state law. And if you're bankrupted and destroyed as a result of wrongful denial of a claim or fraudulent behavior by an insurance company, you can't do a damn thing about it. They have managed to protect themselves with the federal government's blessing against fraud lawsuits. And therefore, you don't have any leverage to go to your insurance company and say, hey, look, you better pay this claim. It's covered. It says right here that I'm covered for cancer treatment, and you're refusing to pay for the cancer treatment. And the insurance company looks you straight in the eye and says, well, I'm sorry, but we're not going to pay for it. We're just not. The insurance industry would say, but we do pay claims, and we pay you know, millions and perhaps billions of dollars in claims over time to our customers so how would you, I mean, they do pay many claims. In certain cases, obviously, there's disagreements, though. You're absolutely right. What they do is they pay most claims. Unum Provident, in fact, pays most claims. The way it works is this, however. Let's say that you're an insurance company and you get 100,000 claims a year. How many of those claims do you think you'd have to get away with terminating or denying in order to increase your revenues by $100 million a year? The answer to the question is surprising to most people is about 2,000. If you take 2,000 claims out of 100,000, 2%, and you are able to get away with denying those claims, if the average claim has a value of, say, $4,000 a month, $50,000 a year times 2,000 claims is $100 million a year. And $100 million a year, if the claim has a life of 10 years remaining from age 55 to age 65, let's say, gets you a billion dollars in 10 years and next year, you get a whole new batch of claims, a whole new batch of a new 100,000 claimants knocking on your door. So you do the same thing. If you do the same thing again next year, there's $200 million. The third year, it's $300 million, on and on. We're talking with Ray Borges, who's an attorney and author of Insult to Injury, and he specializes in insurance litigation, dealing with insurance companies who, who don't follow through on claims. Ray, if I'm the average person, I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, well, gee, I have disability insurance, I have policies. What can I do to ensure that this doesn't happen to me? This goes beyond disability insurance and health care insurance and employment-based insurance. It also includes all of those people whose claims were denied or lowballed, who had damage from firestorms to their homes or hurricanes, earthquakes, uh, whatever. And what people are going to have to do is to recognize that the odds are against us. These insurance companies pay uh, so much money to legislators and politicians to get them to do what they want them to do. We're going to have to raise such a tremendous amount of hell and not give up until Congress reforms this ERISA nonsense and gives the power back to the states to regulate insurance in a proper way that works. Is there no step that you can take as a consumer when you're choosing your insurance company to minimize the chances that something bad will happen in this regard? Move to California and don't buy your insurance at the workplace unless you work for the federal government. Because, if you, look, let's face it, if somebody has a $100 million incentive to violate the law, and the worst that can happen to them is they get slapped with 10 or $15 million here or there, that's a small percentage of what it is that they're gaining by engaging in illegal conduct. Well, the book is Insult to Injury. Attorney Ray Borges is the author. Uh, Ray, thank you so much for joining us today on InfoTrack. You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.